0: amen you can be seated you know sometimes god gives you something god spoke james chapter 2 into my heart sometimes he gives you something and to preach to be honest i don't really want to preach it uh i believe today's words somewhat harsh uh you know i'd rather come up here and put on a comedy show we could all laugh and enjoy each other and slap each other on the back and have a great time together but god made the whole entire Bible blank to me, except for this passage found in James chapter 2. So, I warned you. Turn to James chapter 2, and we'll start reading in verse 14. Don't know how much you know about the book of James, but the book of James is kind of like, it's like this, and pretty much spells it out for you. James chapter 2, verse 14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, Though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? Verse 15 If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. 19. Thou believest that there is one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. 25. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead... So faith without works is dead also. Now, I know that's a lot there. There's a lot, lot going on. But the Bible is telling us, can you be saved by faith only with no works? And we need to break this down and go through this. And this is good stuff. And I want to clarify to you before I even get started. I'm not here to argue legalism. I don't want to get legalistic. I don't want to pick at straws with you. And I know that we get funny when we talk about doing works and, oh, you're saying I can work my way into heaven. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not trying to pick a fight with anyone. And I'm not trying to argue with anyone. I know we can tend to be legalistic, but we still have these scriptures here before us. Amen? Amen. I know there's lots of rules and regulations. I don't want to get into all that. I want to look at this scripture that God spoke into my heart. As I said, the rest of the Bible was blank to me. I'd rather avoid this stuff, preach on something else that's better, different. But God made the Bible blank, and he said this is it. So verse 14, let me read it to you again. It poses to us a question. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? First of all, works. What what's works means? Works, when the Bible says works, it's talking about feeding the hungry, being involved in the ministry, obeying God, doing things in the kingdom of God, feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, all that stuff, all the stuff that we work, our deeds that we do in the kingdom of God. That's what works are. Works are what we do, our obedience to God, our actions to God, our actions because of our faith. The Bible asks us, Though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? Though a man may not have any works, no proof of his faith, can his faith save him alone? Works is putting your faith into action. Amen? Works is actually your faith prompting you to do something. That's what works is. That's what causes us to do our good deeds. Our faith causes us to do works for God, for his glorification. Working in the kingdom of God. How many of you know, sometimes the Bible gives us wisdom. Sometimes the Bible gives us a a nugget of knowledge. But sometimes the Bible commands us to do stuff. Sometimes the Bible tells us to do things. Sometimes the Bible tells us to obey this command. Amen? See, we never like, we can listen to preaching all day, but when someone says, you got to do something, that's when we're like, "Eh, eh, I'm busy. Oh, hang on a minute there. <clears throat> so the Bible asks us plainly: can you have faith with no works? Can you have a faith that never acts upon itself? That never moves you to action? Can you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that He saved you, but no action comes out of you? That's what the Bible's asking us in verse 14. Verse 15 and 16, we'll read those over again. The Bible gives us an example. Right after it asks us a question, it gives us an example. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those the things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? See, there's this person who comes before us and is hungry, is, uh, has no good clothing or rags, whatever they may be, this person, life is a series of misfortunes, whatever it is, this person comes before us, and we get spiritual, and we say, brother, be ye warmed and filled, depart in peace, God bless you, brother, the Bible's saying, what does that profit? In reality, what does that profit for you to say those spiritual words to this person who actually needs clothing, or to a person who actually needs food? Because they are hungry, the Bible says, what did you profit that person? What good is that? You know, I heard this saying, someone said, most of been a preacher, don't know who or where it was, are you so spiritual that you're of no earthly use? You know, see, we're good at being spiritual and raising our hands and dancing before the Lord and praying and this and that stuff. But what good is it with no action to follow it up what good is it with no deeds no good deeds that you're doing to the lord what good is it to tell a brother be warmed and filled even though that brother needs food and clothing what good have you actually done that brother no good at all he still walks away hungry he still walks away with no good clothing you did no real good That's what the Bible's saying to us. So spiritual, we're of no earthly use. Know all kind of Bible scriptures, never miss a service. But if your faith does not manifest itself into action, the Bible says, what does it profit? What are you profiting the kingdom of God if your faith can't manifest itself and move you into action? I told you I'd rather do a comedy show and we could all enjoy each other and have a good time these scriptures are in here we get all funny when people start saying do works and do good deeds although brother you saying you i gotta work my way into heaven no i'm not saying that i'm saying works justifies your faith works proves that you have faith sometimes we need to exercise our faith and take action in situations depart brother in peace be warmed and filled isn't good enough Sometimes you got to actually give that person a coat. Sometimes you got to take food to the needy. Sometimes you have to do a physical thing. In no unfriendly terms, the Bible tells us we got to do something sometimes in certain situations. We have to be moved to action by our faith in Christ Jesus. How many of you know a living faith inside a born again Christian is an active faith? Amen. It's not something that happened long ago. It's not a tiny prayer you said, and now it's over with. Now you come to church. It's a living, breathing, acting thing every day, active, seeking. What can I do? Where can I be used? Pastor, what do you need? You, you need a, you, What need can I meet? Working in the kingdom of God. A living faith will be an active faith. A living faith will be, desire to be about our father's business will desire to be about God's business. How many of you know, and I, and I tell people this, I just told someone this a couple weeks ago, talking to, talking to a, a newborn person in Christianity, and I said, you know what? Christianity is not a thing of have-tos. It's a thing of I get to. It's a thing of I want to. If your faith is something that you have to, uh, Pastor said he needs a volunteer to do this, I guess I've got to do it or he'll think bad of me. Your motives are wrong. Something's wrong with your faith. You understand that a real true alive faith in Christ believing that you're born again will make you want to. Will make you desire to. Will make you know that's that's my purpose in life is to work in the kingdom of God. That's what faith is. <clears throat> true faith prompts us to do the work. Do you know that our works Prove our faith. They point to it like a symbiotic relationship. Bible says they both point to each other. See, I can tell you I have faith all day long. I have faith in the Lord Jesus, He cleansed me from my sin. But what if I tell that brother depart, be in peace? And there's no action to back up what I just said. My words are empty, my words are hollow. But if I say those words that Jesus Christ died for my sins, I'm washed, I'm forgiven and I'm out working in the kingdom of God, then my deeds point right back to my faith. And they say, look, his faith is true. It is real. It's prompting him to act. The works serve as evidence of our faith. They're evidence. Like a math problem, two plus two. What if there's no answer? But the answer is four. Four serves as evidence. Two plus two is four. They work together works are the fruits of an alive faith in christ the fruits bible says we're supposed to have fruits why to give glory to our father in heaven that's what our deeds are our deeds are our fruits that's what works are they're the fruits that god causes to grow in us fruits of love fruits of mercy this and that working in the kingdom of god they prove our faith to be true you see The world can say whatever they want to say against us in the churches. And they do say lots of bad things about us. But they can say whatever they want as long as our works prove. You can say whatever you want. But if a person can back it up with proof, that's pretty hard to get one over on that. I'm telling you, the church nowadays needs to back up what we believe, our faith, with works. <clears throat> works are the fruits of an alive faith in Christ. Verse 17, back in James, says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. The Bible says that your faith is dead if it is alone. If you have no works to prove your faith, it's dead. How many of you know that if you say you have faith, oh, I, I got faith, and I believe this and that, and, and this and that, and that, Lord Jesus this, and God that, and heaven this, and hell this. You understand, if you have no works, the Bible says that your faith is nothing more than a mere notion. It's just a notion. It's just a a passing thought. It's just some head knowledge that you have. That's, That's what it is. It's dead being alone. It's just a notion is all it is. You have some notion that Christ died on the cross for your sin. Now you're saved. You're on your way to heaven. It's just some notion is all it is. That's all. It's a general concept. It's an inclination. I got some, yeah, I I got the general basics down. That's all that it is. That's all that it is if you have no works to prove your faith, to justify your faith. It's a notion. That's it. Some notion that Christ died to forgive sins. I told you I wouldn't make very many friends today. I warned you. Now, why preach this stuff? You know what? I, I believe God wants to speak this to this body today. And I told you I tried to avoid it and look elsewhere. And I did wrestle with this all week long. But I believe God wants to present this to this church this morning because he wants to know. Which of the two people are you? Are you the person that says, brother, God bless you. Be at peace. Be warmed and be filled. Depart in peace. Is that the type of person that you are? are you the type of person that says, hey, brother, here's a coat. You need a coat? You you need some pants? You need some shirt? You need some food? Here's some food. Here it is. I got it. for. I did the work. I got it for you. Which one of those two people is this church going to be? Is it going to be a church that's all spiritual and knows all the right words? Depart in peace. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. Or is it going to be a church that gets down in and does the actual work? Amen? Which one's this church going to be? You know, I don't understand. Sometimes I think we're so consumed with self-interests that the whole entire kingdom of God is secondary. We do the things that we want, and the things of God become a burden to our lives. The things of God become a have-to I have to do this or that, or I'll look bad amongst, Bruce will look down on me or someone will look down on me. I'm telling you what, why are we alive? Why are we here? What's our purpose in life? I don't know what you think, but I believe it's to glorify God, our Father. That's why He saved me. That's why He saved you. So we can be about our Father's business, working in His kingdom. Which one will you be? God bless you, brother. Be filled, be warmed, and depart in peace. I'll be thinking about you. I'll be praying. I'll be mindful of you. Or here they are. Here's the things needful for you. I went out and I bought them. Or I had some extra things and I'm giving them to you. Feeding the needy. Clothing the poor. Sharing the gospel. Being involved here at the church. Being involved in the nursery ministry. Letting God use you. That's what this whole entire thing is about. Heard someone say not long ago that church is the locker room. It's the locker room at halftime. We all come in here and the coach speaks to us and says this and that. And then we go back out to the game when we leave this building. We're going out to the game. God bless you, brother. Be filled and warm, depart in peace. Which one are you going to be? You know that the Bible is full of examples of men and women who were moved by their faith into action. How about Noah? You ever thought about Noah? What would happen if Noah had the faith to believe he should build an ark? How about God spoke to Noah and said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And Noah thought he should, and Noah was happy that God spoke to him, but he never actually built the ark. He never physically went and gathered wood. He never physically went and rounded up these animals. He never did the physical work. We wouldn't be here today, would we? We'd be wiped out. Mankind would have ceased to exist thousands of years ago. We'd be dead. All because Noah's family was not saved in the flood. But Noah, his faith in God and what he received from God moved him by fear, by whatever it was, to actually do something, to actually do a work. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet as seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Bible says he was warned of God of things not yet seen. He moved with fear. See, he had a real, alive, active faith, and he heard from God and he acted upon it. And his works justified him. His building of the ark justified his faith that he had in God. I believe God tells us to do stuff all the time, but we don't act upon it. Why is the church in the condition that it's in nowadays? Because we're busy with self interests Too busy piddling around with this or that. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? King Nebuchadnezzar said, Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? The king with all the power, the power to kill, the power to cast in the fiery furnace. Listen to what those three men said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Understand, King Nebuchadnezzar had built this golden image, and whenever the music came on, everybody was supposed to stop what they were doing and fall down and worship this golden image. And out of the however many people were there, thousands, hundreds, whatever it was, those three men said, we're not doing it. Understand, because of their fear of the Lord, because of their relationship, because of the faith that they had in their God, it moved them to action. I'm not doing it. Even though this king has this power, even though this king can throw us in a fiery furnace, even though this king can kill my body, I have faith in the Lord and alive, real faith. I believe with my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole strength, my whole soul, I'm not doing it. And they said, oh, king, we're not careful against you. If it be so, God can deliver us. And if not, we're still not doing it. And I know... uh, Jeff and Vince mentioned the show, The Bible. I don't know if any of you have caught that, but I missed the first episode or two. And I actually had unsaved friends at work come up to me and say, hey, man, have you saw The Bible Show? And I I had heard of it. And I said, no. Oh, man, it's awesome. And there's some unsaved folks. I mean, it shocked me. So we started DVRing them. And I don't know if you remember, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, It showed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get thrown into the fiery furnace. I don't know if anyone caught that or not. But I'll tell you what, was it not awesome if you saw it when the fourth appeared like unto the Son of Man in that fiery furnace? I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was was badness. I'll just tell you that. It showed the Son of Man just like this. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were still in there just screaming. And their bonds come loose, and they just come waltzing out of the fire unscathed. Because they were moved to do works by their faith. You see, their works, their, their attitude of, I'm not worshiping, pointed and said, see, they have faith. Their faith is real. It justified them. A real, true faith in a born-again man of God or woman of God. I'm telling you, your works will manifest through you. No, we do not work our way into heaven. No way. The Bible says so in Romans, lest any should boast. We do not work our way into heaven. But a natural course it takes, we should come to fruition and bear fruit for our God if we have a real faith. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome when we we watch the Bible and do the Bible study here. That's that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. A true faith will be self-evident in our conduct. It'll be self-evident. You see, in a man of God, it'll be self-evident. The way you act at work, the things you say, and people will know that you're a Christian without even saying a word just because of your works. You'll be justified by your works. Why? Because of your deeds, your good deeds that glorify your Father, which is in heaven. How many of you know true faith? See, I think we actually get faith mixed up. We don't actually know what faith is. True faith is believing, we're good at that part, and obeying. Amen. I told you the Bible tells you to do stuff sometimes. Bible has commands in it. Bible has sentences that tell us do this. It does. You see, we think faith is just believing only. Well, I'm here to tell you all of my buddies at work. Most all of them believe. You go grab Joe Blow off the street who has no inclination to come to church, no inclination to serve the Lord, ask him to believe in Jesus and God, he'll probably tell you, yes, most Americans believe there's a God. They believe in Jesus. But real faith is belief and obedience. You see, that's, that's where we get confused. Your belief, if it's true and real, will cause you to obey the Word of God. Back to James chapter 2, verse 19. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Look, I believe if you have faith with no works, doing nothing in the kingdom of God, be careful that you actually don't have any faith at all. You understand that? I believe people that have no works, no inclination to work and do the work in the kingdom, I believe all they have is a notion or some head knowledge of God. They don't actually have faith in Jesus Christ. There's nothing in your heart, only some thoughts of God in your head. You should obey God. You, You know that you should. It's right and it's good. You know there's good and evil. I know that in my head, but it's not in your heart. If you say you believe, but your faith bears no fruit, then how can you tell me you really believe? I don't want to try to confuse anyone. But if you tell me you believe in this faith so much, but you're not moved to any type of action, how in the world can you tell me you believe in the first place? Can you prove it? And my retort to you is going to be the demons and the devils. They think the same way you do. The Bible says, and they tremble. They they know Jesus is Lord. They know he's the king of kings. They know God made the world. They know all that stuff. But they're demons. They're evil spirits. They're devils. Turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 8. I think this is good stuff. Verse 35, we'll read. Philip is talking with a eunuch. Acts chapter 8, verse 35 says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? Look at Philip's response. And Philip said, If thou believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And the eunuch went on his way, rejoicing. Now here's this eunuch, and I, I believe this eunuch was truly seeking and searching and he knew something was missing in his life and he saw the water and he says what hinders me to be baptized right now and what did philip tell him philip said if you believe with your whole entire heart thou may now, see i believe that's the difference of our our faith with someone who's real and true and born again is we believe with some of our heart some of our mind philip told the eunuch with all of your heart. If you believe with all of your heart, you can be baptized right now. We'll do it right now. Bible actually commands us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. All of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's everything we're made up of. We're not made up of anything other than those things. There's nothing else to a human being other than heart, soul, mind, and strength. Bible says that's what faith is. Loving the Lord with everything of your being. That's what faith is. That's what hinders us from being baptized. Love him with everything. Believe with everything. That's a true faith. And then when we have that faith, we'll be moved to action. Back to James again. Verse 21, chapter 2, verse 21 says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seeing thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that works, a man is justified, and not by faith only. Now if you actually go back in the Old Testament... It says, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Abraham and says, lay not thy hand upon the lad, for now I know that you fear me. See, so you kept not your only son, God says to Abraham. You spared not your only son, now I know. So he was put through the fire. His faith was tested, was it not? His faith was tested to a degree I believe I would fail. God told him, Abraham. Sacrifice your son. And do you remember the story of how he got that son in the first place? God said, sacrifice that special son that was a gift. Sacrifice him to me. Do you have faith enough? Abraham had the faith. You know what? He actually was moved to action. He raised that knife up. And God said, touch not the lad. For now I know. I tested you and you have faith. You have real faith. How was it proved? By his actions he was justified his faith was justified by his actions i'll tell you what that's a level of faith I, I don't have yet my little boys I, I always try to think of myself and put myself in those shoes i'll think of my own son my boy luke i can barely watch him when he eats he takes these big giant mouthfuls and just chews, and, and it's so cute you know it breaks my heart as oh you know to get that way and, and I think of raising up a knife, and my littlest son, Isaac, You know, he, he's into this phase right now where he loves to wrestle around with us, and we wrestle him, me and Luke try to beat him up, and he's a strong little guy, and now his new special move is to go, mm-hmm, and he tries to lick us, and that's his, that's his self-defense. See, it gets us off of him. But would I be moved and have that great of faith to put one of those little guys on the altar? Whew! i don't think i'm there yet but that's how great abraham's faith was he was willing hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 says by faith abraham when he was tried offered up isaac and that he had received the promises offered up by his only begotten son of whom it was said that in isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham had so much faith in the Lord that he believed if he slew his son as a sacrifice unto the Lord, because that's what the God, asked, God asked of him. Abraham had so much faith. He believed God could bring his son back from the dead. That's how much faith Abraham had. And the Bible is saying in James, it's giving us example. Look at Abraham. What he did proved his faith. He was justified by his works. That's the example that the Bible gives us. Again, God wants to know which one are you. Depart in peace, brother. Be warmed and filled. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. Amen. You want me to pray with you real quick? Or are you going to be that person that says, here are the things needful for your body. I had a few extra bucks. I went and got you something. Amen. Amen. I'm volunteering down at the soup kitchen this Sunday. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Busy about our father's business, whatever in the world it may be. Then the Bible goes on in James to give us another example of Rahab the harlot, which I'll skip over that. That last verse there, James two twenty six 26 says, now remember James just breaks things down. There's no sugarcoating in James. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Also, you know, I think of a body with no breath, with no life in it. What is it? It's a carcass. Bible is flat out saying your faith with no works is a carcass. It's dead. That's what the Bible says. Don't be angry with me. That's what the word of God says. Your faith, if it's not alive, active, real, causing you to do these works because you want to, because you want to glorify God, Bible says it's dead. you got a carcass on your hands is what you got. People say they don't feel led to do this or that, or God hasn't spoken to them to do a specific thing yet. They need God to tell them what to do. You hear people saying, what's my purpose in life? God, you need to reveal to me my purpose, and then I'll start getting hard at it. Now, I've said those things to the Lord before. I have. It's, Lord, reveal unto me your purpose, and I'll get hard at it. Well, today's your lucky day, church. God revealed to me your purpose. He did. He did. Today's your lucky day, and I'm going to reveal it to you. God told me to tell you your purpose in life is, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Well, he told me, listen, continue to listen. He, There's more to your, to your life than just that. Bible says, ye have not chosen me. I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring fruit and that your fruit should remain. That's your purpose in life. You just got it revealed to you. You know why you're here now. Bible says, fear God, keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. That's your purpose in life. Here's some more purpose for you. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Your purpose is, give to him that asks of thee. And from him that would borrow, turn not away. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. We want to tell God, what's my purpose, Lord? Why am I here? He already told us. Long time ago in the scriptures, he told told you why you're here. I read you a few things on why you're here, why I'm here. Visit the fatherless. Visit the widows in their affliction. Feed the poor. Give to whoever asks. Freely you were given, freely give. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. That's why we're here. That is your purpose. I hope you're not, balloons not deflated. That that is why we are here. What better cause is there than that? To make lots of money? To have a good career? I better bring this to a close. Booth, if you have some music you'd like to cue up, maybe we could turn these lights down just a little bit. I'll ask you one last time. I believe this truly is a spirit-filled church. I do believe we have our doctor down in our belief, but I believe God's saying to us, Which one of the two are you? Are you a brother that's so spiritual you're of no use to me? Or are you a brother or sister that's actually going to do the work? Are you a brother or sister who's going to give to missions, be a missionary? Are you a brother or sister who's going to watch babies? Are you a brother or sister who whenever there's a need, you're going to throw your hand up? We got restoration coming up. I'll do it. I don't care what you want me to do. Tell me what, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity is not a have to, it's a we get to. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. If the Lord spoke to you at all, make your way down to this altar. Tell God, Lord, I want to be that person that does stuff, that is your hands and your feet, that ministers wherever and whenever I can. Amen.